0: In a world where a detective and a neuroscientist grapple with memory, the pain of loss, and the limits of science, Blake Crouch's most recent time travel thriller, Recursion, <laughs> Crouch is known for cinematic plots, and Recursion is reportedly being adapted for Netflix. But did we think it lived up to the hype? Is it as good as dark matter? Or did Blake Crouch trick us into reading the same book twice? Welcome to He Read, She Read, the podcast where a couple of married bookworms discuss what they're reading and learning. Today we're discussing a much-anticipated novel that received a lot of hype over summer, Recursion, by Blake Crouch. I'm Curtis.
1: And I'm Chelsea. This episode will contain spoilers, so consider yourself warned. And I think we both might have some unpopular opinions about this one. So let's get right into the book talk.
0: Should we? I feel like there should be an unpopular opinions jingle <laughs> that gets thrown in there. <laughs> All right. General thoughts. Given the questions that we answered at the front, I feel like people <laughs> would anticipate how we're feeling. But how did you initially? Because you read it first. So what did you think? Meh. Eh. Same.
1: That sums up my thoughts on this book.
0: So we tried to, like, I read it the same way that you had with Dark Matter, where you did the reading first and handed it off to me, and then I did in in like a day or so after. But it didn't have the same punch as Dark Matter, which I think is a good way to describe it.
1: Dark Matter, I had to read in one day. I couldn't put it down, and I stayed up late reading it. This one took me a couple days, and I probably could have ditched it and wouldn't have cared to know what happened. It got
0: to the point where it was a little bit of a slog.
1: Yeah. I just don't understand what the hype is about. It's it's one of the most hyped books of the summer.
0: Which I feel like there's a lot of associated hype because of Dark Matter and because this For is sure. the follow-up. But I don't well, think it's... Well, it's not
1: a follow-up in the sense that it's the same series. It's...
0: No, but it's his first book since then. Right. And I feel like because it's the, you know, people want it to be as good or they want to be on the forefront of something. But I feel like this book on its own, if you took Blake Crouch's name off of it, I don't think it lives up to all the praise that it's getting. No. And And that's just how I feel.
1: I thought it was the exact same book as Dark Matter, just not as good.
0: <laughs> Which is a funny way I mean, to think it, about it, but...
1: The structure's pretty much the same. It deals with a lot of the same themes. I just didn't think the execution was as good. Which you would think that it would be the other way around, that since it's almost like a second attempt, that it would be better. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't think so. And I, I like Blake Crouch as an author, but I've only read Dark Matter. So that's the only thing I have to go on. And I really hate criticizing authors because they work really hard at what they do Mm -hmm. um but I feel like it would be unfair to talk about this book and not be honest about it there were things that I liked and I rated it three stars on Goodreads which to me means I liked it and I liked it enough to finish it I didn't think there were there was any problematic content in this book and I I finished it and I thought it was fine it just really didn't live up to the hype which I think is why I sound negative talking about it compared to the people that are gushing. So one of my main complaints is that I liked the characters as individuals, but I didn't believe their relationship together. No.
0: And because we're spending like a split time between Barry and Helena, it's not like Jason where like in Dark Matter, we were like in on Jason's story and we felt more connected with him. And I'm sorry to make the comparisons back and forth, but I feel like it's necessary for talking about how we feel. Mm -hmm. So we know he has the capability to get deep on characters and build them to where we have this relationship with them. And I'll be honest, because we were splitting time back and forth and multiple timelines and all of that things, I feel like I didn't connect with Barry or Helena on any level individually and then together didn't buy it.
1: I liked them individually, especially in the first hundred pages where we were getting more of the backstory on each of them separately. But then after that, I felt like because, like you said, we it's back and forth so much and we barely spend time with them together. We barely even spend time on anything because mm-hmm. it's moving so quickly. It felt like a lot of tell, not show. Yes. And what I mean by that is... Blake Crouch was telling us what was happening and telling us how the characters felt but wasn't showing it through detail as much. Which, Blake Crouch is also a screenwriter and he writes for TV and movies, I believe. And one thing I loved about Dark Matter was that it was really cinematic. And it kind of felt like you were just reading a movie. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, okay, I can see how Recursion could be a great movie script. But... As a book, I didn't think it was successful because it didn't feel like it was shaded in. It felt like the outlines were drawn and it wasn't shaded in. And I think my main gripe about it is that I didn't believe Barry and Helena together. And I didn't believe them as a couple and I wasn't invested in them together. And that seemed to be this important crux of the book and was important for the ending. And so... It wasn't emotionally resonant for me because of that.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that just came out of not spending enough time with both of them and seeing their relationship develop. All of a sudden we're just like, hey, these two have spent decades together and we're supposed to believe that they are perfect for each other.
1: Yeah. I also just don't know if Blake Crouch is great at writing women. Dark Matter, he wasn't good at it. And that is one criticism I can make of Dark Matter. Um, I thought I liked Helena better in this book compared to the female characters in Dark Matter. But by the end of it, I was like, all of these characters seem kind of flat. Mm -hmm. What about let's, should we get into plot?
0: Sure. Um, so the plot basically is Barry's a New York city detective and is trying to stop a suicide and the woman that's up on top of this tower starts talking about false memory syndrome, which is this, like, problem that's been plaguing society where people, like, in their brains, they can see two different parallel paths for their life, and they think both of them are true and they're not sure what's real or not. And apparently it's been something that's going on in Barry's world for a little while. He, like, digs a little bit deeper into it, and tries to see what's going on and then all of a sudden gets transported back through his memories to when his daughter was killed and was able to prevent her death Um, and then at the same time that that's happening there's this story with Helena from 10 years previous where she's developing this technology where people can um, with Alzheimer's can um, go back within their memories and retain some of their memories but it ends up being like a transportation device where you can think really and concentrate on a memory and go back and live in a new timeline.
1: The key to that transportation device is dying. Mm -hmm. So you die and are resurrected basically. But something I wasn't expecting and I would have maybe liked a trigger warning or a content warning for it was this book is just full of suicide. Tons of it. I mean, constantly, because partly that's how it starts out. Um, And there's an epidemic of suicides because people are um, having this false memory syndrome. And then the main characters are constantly killing themselves to come back to life because that's how the transportation works. And I struggled with that being a key part of the technology and a key part of the book. And I maybe it, if it would have been addressed a little bit differently. I mean, I guess maybe it does because by the end Helena is so she's a shell of her former self. Just
0: psychologically broken from
1: Um but I I just don't think that the concept of suicide was addressed um and I maybe I just wish more people would include it in their reviews because I think that it is tough to read all of that, especially Mm -hmm. if you have someone in your life who was suicidal or who died by suicide. That's, that's tough. Mm -hmm. And it, I don't know that, that I struggled with that part of the book. Yeah.
0: I don't want to use the word flippant, but you became desensitized very early on to this is how the technology works. You have to go into this little chamber and kill yourself essentially in order to go back in time and do all these things so there were portions of the plot that i liked like in the same manner of dark matter where it's like you're taking a big swing on some of this science part of it seemed like minority report i don't know if you ever saw that with tom cruise where they like go back or use this machine to go into the future and then prevent crimes Mm -hmm. So it's kind of oh, okay. like what they did with this memory device, where they went back and were using it to solve like little assassinations or things like of that nature. So I actually I would have enjoyed that part a little bit if, if that was like a TV show or something like that. Um, but then it, as it does, it snowballs into like the government knows about it and is using it for too big of things, and then it gets all haywire well, are out of control. And that trope kind of. It, it took it too far for me. Like when global, like nuclear war is happening, it felt like it was too much.
1: I think it would have been interesting if that was the focus of the book. And the focus of the book was how it's being used for political purposes. But that's the only the last third of the book. Mm-hmm. And it's just the scope of this book is so huge. And it's it's not linear, which I don't necessarily need a linear narrative, but I think for a thriller, it's preferable to me. And so, because there were so many things going on at once, and because it's relentless, it yeah, it just got old. And like by the time that that plot line came up, I was getting bored already, mm-hmm. and I just wanted it to be done.
0: Do you feel like if we had just had Barry and his storyline all the way through and or Helena and her storyline all the way through? That it would have been a more enjoyable experience.
1: I don't know. And here's the other thing: I think the structure of the novel and the part that made it so exhausting was intentional because by the end you are exhausted and your brain is a little bit tired from constantly going back and forth, which represents their journey. Mm-hmm. But to me, that made it not not an enjoyable read, and I just I skimmed towards the end to be honest because I was board um but i understood how the structure contributed to the feeling of fatigue in the reader and matched the fatigue of the characters that's all well and good but i i didn't like it
0: i feel like that just went way over my head
1: okay so
0: <laughs> no i get it but like when i was re- when i was exper- when you were reading it like yeah, you get it now but when i was experiencing it that did not cross my mind but it's yeah. that level of analysis that i rely on you for <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, it, I've read better thrillers this year, and I've read better thrillers by Blake Crouch. So I feel like it was just kind of, meh, could have been better. I've read worse, but it, it. I don't understand all the hype that's going on around it.
1: So, and I've read a few reviews where people were like, you know, this really made me think about memory and made me think about, I don't know, other big themes like that. And I have to say, I just honestly didn't get deep with this book. I don't think it allowed me to sit in a situation long enough to think deep thoughts about what memory is and how I construct reality. Mm -hmm. I can see how those themes are there. And maybe if this is going to be turned into a film or something, maybe that will resonate with me more. I might like it more as a film or a miniseries Mm -hmm. than I did as a book. Yeah. Especially because I think the relationships between the characters might come across better. Because you can actually see the chemistry between them. Because there was no chemistry on the page.
0: No. And I think it's part of the Netflix Shonda Rhimes option. I think so, so yeah. So she's done d- decent work in the past of, you know, making relationships on screen work.
1: I, I think that the themes will come across better on screen. I didn't get to that place of deep reflection with this book. And... I don't necessarily read thrillers in order to have deep reflective moments, so that's not necessarily to. That's not necessarily a criticism. It's just something that I wasn't able to do that I think other readers who approached it differently were. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like that was his intent. Like if you read some of the interviews with Blake Crouch, he's talking about how he did a deep dive on, you know, how do I top what I did with my last novel. How do I talk about shaping reality? And then he had this, you know, vein that he's going down with memory. I get it. I've just seen it done before. Like, we've talked about where they have this force that's like preventing crimes and going back in time and all those things that's been done with like the Minority Report angle, or there was a TV show on NBC where they would go back in time and do stuff like that using a time machine. Uh, Also, the time machine
1: yeah (laughs) you know yeah Um, I don't it doesn't bother me that he picked up on some of those time travel tropes though because I do think that he twisted them differently especially because this book it was it wasn't necessarily time travel it was more about changing your consciousness and you know the, that you know, the same perception as reality. Mm-hmm. It was more about that.
0: And how your memories are shaping your reality, yeah. too. Um, it just wasn't as compelling as the way that I'm looking no. at it. It didn't have the same psychological bite to it.
1: So one of the things that I liked was throughout the book, I kept seeing a couple familiar names. So one of them was um, Amor Tolls, was the architect Mm-hmm. and he is a super famous author. And you can pick up on a couple of other ones, and in the back of the book, in the acknowledgement section, Blake Crouch says, here are all of the names that I used, and he just wanted to use authors that inspire him, and he used their names in his book. And I really liked that, and it felt like a little bit of a treasure hunt, and that was something that I really liked.
0: Yeah, that's cool when you you see sometimes they'll use like adaptations of names or just either first or last. But he used like full names mm-hmm. and was just like, yeah, I'm, th- I'm just going to throw you guys in my book.
1: And I love that it was included in a list at the end and he explained that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I like the behind the scenes stuff. I love acknowledgement sections.
0: <laughs> Did you see in any of the interviews that he threw out like 40,000 words, which is like half of the book?
1: That makes me wonder if I would have liked it more if Those. he had that 40,000 added on. Right. I wonder if that will pop up somehow in the show because i think he'll probably be working on it with them since he is a writer like a screenwriter be
0: like a big little eyes situation where leanne moriarty is involved
1: i would hope yeah um that'll be interesting to see
0: i just like seeing behind the curtain where that much change happens you'd almost think of it like a dark phoenix situation where there's so many reshoots that you know something's going bad so if he throws out like half the book Um, like you yes wonder, and no
1: for a book i think it's pretty common for writers to get rid of a lot
0: like half the book seems like a lot though you just wonder how that would have translated differently on the page if it would have yeah. been differently but Maybe. i just i just like thinking about that stuff it's behind the scenes nerd stuff
1: Mm-hmm. was there anything else that you liked about the book
0: i mean i like break i mean i like blake crouch as a writer i feel like his style is still something that i enjoy it's to the point there's action um and i am not gonna shy away from his books after this i just think like you do that if it it might just be like not an automatic i have to read this the day that it comes out and read it all in one sitting again
1: i think the next one you read first
0: just to see and mix it up
1: yeah because i'm more wary of his next release assuming that he does release another book
0: I assume he will
1: um have you read his Wayward Pines trilogy
0: no and I don't I haven't even seen that show either
1: so yeah I I have wondered if we'd like that one but I think next Blake Crouch whether it's from his backlist or a new one you read it first (laughs) and let me know if you think I'll like it so you mentioned that you have really enjoyed some other thrillers this summer. Are there some recommendations for better thrillers that you would like to toss out there? Also, this episode is releasing, what, like September? September. So we're talking about summer, but that's because that's when we read this book. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean, I really liked The Rook by Daniel O'Malley, and that's also being adapted for a show on Stars, and has a sequel already out, so... That one to me was, it had a little bit of the psychological aspects to it. And memory was included in there too, where there was somebody who had lost all of their memories and was trying to build their life back around. Um, but it followed a one person going through and it wasn't this reality shifting components uh, that I feel like was just too much. So if you liked dark matter and you want to dive into this like memory aspect and that is intriguing for you, I would say go with the Rook. That was a good one. A little bit of supernatural in there too, um, unlike what Blake Crouch does. But if you like that, go for it.
1: I think that memory and time travel seem to be themes that are emerging in quite a few book releases over summer and coming up this fall. I'm noticing a trend. Um, The Travelers by Regina Porter is one, Time After Time by Lisa Grunwald. And there are a couple that are coming out in a couple months or this fall that are escaping me at the moment. But I'll see if I can find them and put them in show notes. Um, But it seems like this concept of time travel is really appealing right now either to writers or they assume it'll be appealing to the public. I don't know if that coincides with the nostalgia fad that we see where everything from the 80s and 90s is back. I don't know if it has to do with this conversation that we're having as Americans where we're trying to see how the past has threaded to today and that it needs to be more apparent how time and history influences the present. I don't know if it's maybe just both of those things or if it's just this interesting thing. Um... But I'm definitely seeing a trend and I think that's really interesting and curious. Mm -hmm. I like it. One of my favorite books of all time that I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast before is The Time Traveler's Wife. Scoop! Um, But you
0: didn't like the movie. I liked the movie a lot more than you did.
1: I didn't love the movie, but I think that's because I really loved the book so much. That's a book that I loved so much that I think I read it at least two or three times. I haven't for a good decade, but I read it, I think, when I was in high school.
0: Yeah, that was an early Chelsea and Curtis date night Yeah,
1: it was. <laughs> Back in the day. Um, but that's one of my favorite books, and maybe that's part of why I didn't love Recursion, is I like my time travel with some romance. Outlander is one of my favorite oh. series of all time, too. How so can,
0: How can we talk about time travel and not talk about it? I like
1: time travel, but I guess what I care about more in a book is the relationships and that the stakes are high for the relationships. Um, this book, the stakes were high for all of humanity, which I guess feels too big for me to grasp. Mm-hmm. But if the stakes are at the like, person-to-person level, it's easier to hang on to. And that this book didn't have that.
0: Yeah, I think it was just trying to do too much. Like if it had focused on the relationship and really gotten into it, assuming Blake Crouch can write for women leggy i oh, do i
1: liked helena better she was better developed yeah. than the dark matter characters
0: so if they had focused on that instead of like the global scale nuclear war and, and also like the going back yeah. for multiple realities conflicting and trying to save your loved ones that have died i feel like it, throwing all of that together is just a soup of too much. And if you yeah. focused on like a couple of those threads and maybe just two of them, it would have been a, more coherent.
1: Yeah. And again, I keep saying time travel, but that's not exactly what this was. No, it's
0: just easier way to say it. Yeah. Than, like, you know, going back in your memories to like yeah. restart a timeline.
1: Um, but I do think it kind of falls in line with that trend that I was talking about with the, this time travel thing that I'm seeing happening. hmm Um, maybe there are already some articles written about that, but I'll have to investigate it for the show notes.
0: It definitely makes sense with the nostalgia vibe that's going on in our society right now. Like trying to go back and change, either change things or see how things from the past impact today. Um, but then there's also, you know, the butterfly effect where little changes that you make and how that changes everything else. Mm -hmm. I was expecting some more of that where like if they went back and changed little things, how that would completely like change the course of history. But on every one of their timelines, everything happened. Because they how was changed supposed
1: to. perception, not history.
0: No, so they, time it, you...
1: travel means that you go back and change history for everybody. But because they were changing perception, then things didn't, change no but they
0: weren't changing perception like they would go back and like saved barry's daughter from dying right but then like everything but they created
1: a new reality they didn't change things on one timeline they were creating a different timeline
0: but then everything on that timeline happened the same (laughs) as the timeline that they were on see this is where it gets eh, eh, too much timelines. yeah but that that wasn't i was expecting more like variation but everything always happened the same in the end which i didn't like I would have appreciated a little bit more unpredictability because it seemed like they were racing for the inevitable, and then that's boring.
1: Sure. Yeah, that made it tough. All right. I think we've exhausted this. <laughs> I liked it. I didn't love it, I didn't feel like it lived up to the hype. But that's not necessarily a knock on Blake Crouch. Um, I just think maybe he should have written it straight to the screen instead of book.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to watch the adaptation and see if it has a different reaction than when we were reading it. But I'm not shying away from him. I think he's talented. So I'll be willing to check it out when it comes to Netflix. But
1: All right. Well, you can check the show notes for... The books that we talked about on this episode, since we're recording this over summer, which is when we read Recursion, to air at a future date in the fall, we don't have any recommendations of the week because we like to keep those up to date. Instead, we have a little request. If you are enjoying He Read, She Read, please take a few minutes to write a review on Apple Podcasts to help more bookworms find our show. Reviews have a huge impact on ratings. And we're so grateful for those reviews and they really make our day when we get a new one popping up on the feed. So thank you so much for writing those.
0: Our buddy read for October is Bad Blood by John Carreyrou. And for November, we are slowly but surely reading The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumois. Connect with us via social media or email. We're on Twitter and Instagram at he read, she read, And you can email us he read, she read podcast at gmail.com. If you disagree with our comments on Recursion, don't add us, but you know.
1: No, do. I would love to hear from people who really liked Recursion and kind of get their reasoning. I think it's interesting to get different readers' perspectives on the same book. This, I mean, because of the sort of... I feel like people either really loved it or hated it, kind of. um, That makes for good book club discussion, so do at us
0: (laughs) be a fun conversation uh you can also sign on as a patron on patreon.com slash he read she read for bonus content that we publish every month
1: thank you for listening remember the couple that reads together
0: finds that timeline where they read all the books together
1: so if we used the recursion technology could we just like live different lives to read all the books that we want to read
0: yeah find a timeline where we just make a crap ton of money (laughs) and then just live on a swiss mountaintop and read all we want
1: okay maybe i'm down